everybody. Wow, this is uh, Coach Taylor talking to you once again. It's been a long time. And uh, just got a prompting, got some people that were reaching out and uh, requesting that I do another podcast. So I thought, what the heck, we've got nothing better to do during these times. And uh, so here we are talking uh, live on the air through Blog Talk Radio. I want to thank everybody for tuning in and for listening, for anyone out there that is. And uh, again, these are trying times. I'm speaking to you from our uh, home office, which is actually at the InSports Centers in Trumbull, Connecticut, where we have uh, I have some I have uh, Tina and and some players up top working out. The player being her son Perry. So don't worry, we don't have a practice going on. But uh, I'm here in my office in case you hear an echo. Uh, just want to again uh, speak to everybody and and give you my opinions of of what to do during these trying times. And this is off the cuff kind of stuff, but uh, that's how I've always done the program. And uh, this has been very rough on all of us, as I'm sure uh, is obvious to everyone. But, uh, you know, my philosophy during this time period has been to, you know, make the most out of it. Being in the military for a brief time while attending the United States Air Force Academy, (laughs) you learn through basic trainings and water survivals and, theory and things of that nature, which stands for, I think, what, survival, escape, resistance, and evasion. You learn things. You learn to adapt and overcome uh, on a small scale compared to those uh, what I would consider real military men. But uh, you you adapt and you overcome, and you make the best out of every situation. And uh, there's a lot of life models that that I can adapt uh, with regards to this situation, one being adapt and overcome. Uh, Everything happens for a reason. You know, you, you have to make the, the best out of every situation and always realize that things could be a lot worse. So uh, there's no point in complaining and whining about it, but take advantage of the time that you do have to develop some skills, life skills, basketball skills. I'm speaking as a basketball coach, of course, but you can use this time to do things that you don't normally have time to do. You know, I know people that are spending this time, uh, you know, fixing the house, building things. Here at the uh, at our in-sports facility, you know, it's always full. We're, we're 365, basically. I think we take Christmas Day off, maybe a couple more days. But there's never time to do anything. So with this newfound time, we're actually uh, – I'm not, but real men are fixing bathrooms and building and fixing. And, you know, it's it's that time to do the things that you normally would not have the time to do with the hustle and bustle that goes on with everyday life. So again, I I think that, uh, you know, rather than complain and be negative, you know, I think it's a better time for everyone to just kind of be positive and thankful for what you have. You know, this will pass. Uh, We hope that uh, most of us will not be too damaged by this three month process, but uh, you know, there's no point in positive in, in, in positive result from this, from being negative. And, you know, I'm a I'm a coach that really strives on mental toughness, and and I discuss that a lot with my players and skill development and being a basketball player, not just an athlete, and being smart and and understanding and studying the game and doing little things that are going to make you better, off the court, on the court, whatever the case may be. This is not a time to just sit around and do nothing. You know, this is a, not a time to sleep in and and uh, simply play video games. Although, admittedly, I am playing video games now. TV is in my living room, so. Um, I am playing with my with a couple of the boys in the program, trying to learn that NBA 2K. Man, I'll tell you right now, uh, I am hideous. In order to be good at that game, you need to dedicate years. I mean, I don't have the time 
So I will take advantage of this time just to play a little bit with some of my boys. But, man, that, that, that's an actual skill. And uh, my advice, if you're a young, young player, uh, don't even touch it. I know it's hard nowadays, but I would just stay away from it and use that time to better yourself. Than, uh, and then play video games when you're my age, you know, when you're an old guy that, that really doesn't have to worry about being in athletic competition. But I'll tell you right now that uh, that is a very difficult uh, process learning video games. So we'll see. I have all the, you know, I have Xbox and Sony PlayStation and all that fun stuff. But um, so, again, I, I think that there's no point in, in just, you know, being completely negative. I know these are trying times. But what can you do to benefit from this time period, whether that be, you know, getting closer to your family and friends or or learning to be self-reliant on things? It's just this is a time for you to really uh, grab the bull by the horns, as they say, and, and become better and be more mentally tough. And a lot of times I see players that are mentally weak on the court or players that don't know how to play as far as situational um, you know, in, during the flow of the game, what to do with uh, 45 seconds left up one or, you know, down three with 32 seconds left. You know, these are things you can learn and really study the game now if you're an athlete. And uh, there's no excuses. I still stay with the same regiment. I wake up early. You know, I'll do what I have to do. I, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm going, you know, stir crazy myself, not being able to get into a gym and work with kids and coach and and all that competition has been the longest I've ever gone in my life without being competitive in some way, shape, or form. So, you know, you have to find other ways. So I've been telling my kids to study the game, to watch the game, to, to dedicate an hour or two to, to even three hours a day watching games on tape, on tape. Whether that be your own game, if your coach is good enough to, to record your games and send them to you that you can learn from, or whether that be watching television. Uh, the one thing I will give a lot of credit to, and I'm going to make a post about it on our Twitter account later, um, is uh, and I, and I, have, I don't think I, I don't think I've done a podcast since we started the DTX program. So, but I'll post something on the DTX basketball Instagram or Twitter or something like that. But uh, you know, one of the, one of the things I've really enjoyed is NBA TV and uh, even CBS Sports, NBC Sports. Uh, they they have really done a great job of of putting on content that players can learn from. There's this thing they got popcast, cast, and they show these games on NBA TV and they pop up these little facts. I have found a couple that were not accurate. I think they said the Lakers won the 1987 championship in four games. That's not correct. Something like that. But generally speaking, it is really a great. Uh, Popcast basketball game program. They they uh, they'll they'll play like I think they had Magic Johnson's uh, game when he came back from from being uh, retired. They have Michael Jordan's game against the Knicks last night uh, when he had a double nickel after his retirement and he came back. And during the game, they'll just you know put up stats and facts and trivia, and it really is uh, quite interesting. And and I've learned a lot watching that. And you can you know I have four TVs in my man cave, so. You know, while watching another program, I can have that on my secondary TV and, and really read uh, some of the facts that are going on. And these are old school games. I watched uh, 1977 Blazers versus Sixers, 1980. That was with Bill Walton, of course, Dr. J. Dr. J had some amazing plays in that game. Um, I think it was finals game six, no three-pointer, Bill Walton in his prime. Uh, what a great game to watch. And then the uh, 19, 
80 Lakers Sixers game six where Kareem didn't play and Magic jumped center as a rookie. Um, just so many games I can't recite them all. Every game imaginable. And it's, uh, I think at 8 o'clock Eastern on NBA TV, they always have the uh, podcast program, and they'll have the game listed there. So you can record that. They'll also have, uh, you know, different games. Like they have on ESPN, I think they had some games. But on NBA TV, they'll do like a, a game film room where they'll show a game. I watched the 1988 Lakers-Pistons game six when Isaiah Thomas sprains his ankle and goes berserk, I think he had 24 points in the third quarter, like 10 of those after he sprained his ankle. And uh, while you're watching that game, they have James Worthy and Isaiah Thomas and John Sally, like in a studio talking about the game, what their thoughts were, what the game plan was, what they were thinking, all these different things. And I thought that was, that was very educational. Um, But, and then CBS sports during the, during the NCAA tournament time slots, they would play, classic college games going all the way back to when uh, Villanova beat uh, Georgetown. So, you know, I have all these games. I, I recorded them. I kept them on my DVR, just fantastic games that, uh, that you could really watch and, and just learn. And, you, you know, for younger kids who never watched Michael Jordan to see Michael Jordan play in his prime. So you have a better idea of how good he was, you know, to watch magic and Larry, to watch Mikhail and Akeem Olajuwon and, and to see all these great players that, that, you know, some of these 13-year-olds, 14-year-olds really have never seen. You know, they're forced to watch LeBron and Wade and Kobe and, and all those things. And uh, although they're great players, I would not consider them always to be great basketball players. They had the Lakers Celtics game seven where Kobe went off and, and uh, battled against, uh, you know, the Celtics of Ray Allen and, and uh, Kevin Garnett and Paul Pierce and, um, just great games, you know, and, and I think that that is something if I'm a young player, whether it be basketball, baseball, football, hockey, every network, the NFL network, NBA uh, TV, uh, MLB TV, uh, NHL, they all are showing classic games from the past. So you could really become a better student, a better historian of the game. You can really learn the game uh, just by watching those, those great things. And like I said, I just love the podcast, and I think uh, again, if you're if you're a kid, you really have to watch those things. And then there's other things you can do. You know, you watch games that 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 gives you a, a good mind workout. It gets you smarter, gets you gets you to be a better basketball player IQ wise. And then, you know, you want to go outside, and you want to do some drills. And I had somebody ask me, you know, coach, can you give me some drills to do? I, I, I'm thinking to myself, they have this thing called YouTube. Uh, you, there's no drill that I can put on uh, a website or an email that has not been shown on YouTube. You, you, you could spend probably three to four hours researching different drills to do through YouTube and then watch them, take notes on them, go outside and perform them. There are so many ball handling drills, shot form. Um, there's just, there's endless and endless amounts of videos. You can develop your core. You can do push-ups and sit-ups. You can run in place. You can jump rope. You can put a ladder down and work on your footwork. You know, you can find a, a high school or, or an area that has a lot of stairs as long as you keep your social distancing, of course. Run up and down the stairs. You can play tennis if there's no one at the tennis courts. There's a million things you can do, literally, uh, to develop your athleticism. You know, uh, and I, I think that me sending something out 
tells me that you don't even use the tools that are available to you, which is YouTube. Because if I'm a young player today and my coach says to me, I need to get quicker feet, I go on YouTube and type in, you know, foot drills, quick foot drills, whatever you need to type in. Get the drills, look at them, research them. Oh, I like this one. I don't like that one. I like this one. I can do this one at home. I can't do this one at home. You make a list. You put them in a folder. You make a YouTube channel. You save your videos. You put them on there, and you, you perform them. There really is no excuses. You know, you, you should be able to develop your ball handling. You should be able to develop your shot form. You should be able to get better footwork on your defensive slides. There's just a ton of things you can do, and there really is no excuses because you do have time. And I'm thinking to myself, what else do you have to do? Now, I know some people are still attending school online, so you'll have to do those tasks. But uh, school's going to be over at, what, 3 o'clock? And then at 3 o'clock, you can start performing your your physical drills. You can start doing your mental drills by watching games on video. Uh, there's just so many things that you can do that will make you a better player. So, again, take advantage of the time that you have. Uh, don't sit around being lazy, being negative, eating unhealthy, you know, developing bad habits that are going to affect you when you come back. I always tell the kids I work with that when we get back on the court, which will happen, that you better be in great shape. You better be in better shape than you were if we had started the season in April like we had planned or in late March. You you better be in better shape. There's no excuse. You you should run for a half an hour to an hour, put some headphones on, run up and down the, the street. Doing something to stay active, you can do sit-ups, planks, leg lifts. Um, there's so many. If you have a you know a bike, you can. There's so many things you can do that when I see you, uh, there's no excuses. You should have watched so many games. You could read basketball books. You could read Toughness by Jay Billis. You could read my book. You know AAU Wasteland. There's a lot of things you can do. There's just no excuses. I, I just want kids to understand that that this is a once in a lifetime occurrence. At least we hope. And, and take advantage of this. And one day, you know, when you are very successful, you know, you'll be able to say, you know, it was that quarantine time where I really was able to develop some footwork drills and some speed and worked on my handle, worked on things that were going to make me a better player. And, and it was because of that that I was able to achieve, uh, you know, at, to a height that I had not previously had. And it, take advantage of it, you know. And if you have a basket in your front yard, it's even make, that's even better for you. But, you know, don't go out there and, and treat it like recess. Go out there and work. Develop your skill sets. Um, you know, I've, been, I've watched movies that uh, are sports-related movies. I'm watching Netflix like everyone else. You know, they have this Sunderland thing on there. They've, they've had, you know, soccer broadcasts, football things. I, I'm learning, you know, by watching everything possible. I mean, so, I, again, I'm not going to go out there and technically go run in place and get in shape because, you know, I, I don't need to be. I need to be a better coach. So I'm not going to be one of those co coaches that complains that, you know, why are my kids not getting better? I'm going to study the game. I'm going to come up with plans. I'm going to develop a playbook if I'm young. If I'm a younger coach, I'm going to have a playbook. I'm going to have five plays for each situation that I will study and I know I can refer to in a game time situation. You know, if it's going to come down to, hey, uh, you know, put a situation where, you know, sideline out of bounds, here's five plays I'm going to run. Baseline out of bounds. Here's five plays I'm going to run. Here's what I'm going to run against a man. Here's what I'm going to run against a zone. Here's the defense I'm going to run. Here's the different types of screen and rolls we're going to defend. Uh, here's our, you know, situational things that you can make a notebook of when you're bored. And I would advise making that notebook on your phone. You know, there's so many apps now. You can draw on the app. 
You can draw things on an iPad and you can save them in a notebook and you can refer to them and you're, you know, sitting in a gym by yourself or you're sitting in a gym getting ready to coach a game. You can refer to them mid game. If you have an assistant coach, you know, you can, yeah, this is the play I want to run in this situation. This is the play I want to run against bigs. This is the play I want to run against quick guards, trapping teams, whatever the case may be. So take advantage of these situations, you know, and, and become a better coach, become a better player, study the game, watch the game. You know, I could talk to coaches right now that I'll, I'll coach against that are just parent volunteers. They, they don't know. They don't know anything. They can't diagram plays. They don't know how to use their timeouts. They don't know how to run a practice. You know, they don't know anything. They don't know the history of the game. They never played the game. You know, and then they act like there's some, some serious guy that's, that's really coached the game for a long time. No, we all know differently. I can, you know, if you're up 25 with, uh, you know, eight minutes to go, you shouldn't lose as a coach. There, there should be enough things you can do as a coach to stop a team from coming back and beating you. So, you know, there's so many things that, that I wish I could tell coaches, but they don't study the game. They say they love the game. Players say they love the game. I love basketball as my passion. But in reality, you know, they have six hours available to them. They don't watch any games. They don't go work out. They just play video games or they sleep or they eat or they do whatever, you know, go, go hang out on the deck and, and go swimming, whatever the case may be. If you are a serious, you know, you know, and you are a serious fan of the game, you're not going to do that. You know, you're going to get out there and you're going to put the work in and you're going to do the, the requirements of, of a basketball player. So I just think taking the time at, you know, during these three weeks, four weeks, what could turn into six or maybe eight weeks, um, you know, take advantage of the time. You know, be mentally tough. You know, get through it. I, I know personally it's draining to listen to all the negativity. I mean, it's all around you. It's like every time this, like a certain person will text me, and I'd be like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be. This is going to be some new fact that was found on Twitter that I'm going to have to listen to. Or, you know, I turn on uh, – if I open up Twitter, it's like, oh, the, the world is coming to an end. You know, you turn on, you know, you, you turn on any social media. You go to, you know, news broadcasts. Everything's so negative, 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 pointing fingers, blaming people. It's just a joke. You know, we're all in this together. There's, there should be no politics. It's just everybody get together and, and band together and fight through this and be positive. Encourage each other. You know, find ways to get around it. I know this is going to be a financial strain. It's a financial strain on me. It's a financial strain on everybody. Figure out a way. You know, figure out a way to get through it. Um, the government, I think, has done a great job of trying to assist people. And I know the process is going to be slow and it's going to be frustrating at times. But, you know, make the positive. Make, make it positive. Uh, a lot of uh, loaning uh, is going on right now. I know for mortgage companies and, and kids with student loans and, and uh, you know, car payments and all these things, these people are being really generous. They're, they're, you know, postponing payments that are due. And, you know, that's very, you know, commendable. And I, and I, I think that needs to be mentioned. But there's just no, there's no point in, in taking sides in this. We're all on the same side. But for me, you know, I want players to understand that this is a really big time for them. This is a very important time to develop a lot of the skills they don't have time for. I heard kids say to me, I don't have time to go home and watch a game. <clears throat> you know, I'm doing homework. I'm doing, uh, you know, I got practice. I've got, I've got uh, school all day. I go home. I do my chores. I have family time. Well, now you have time. Now you have time. 
and record the games. Keep them on TV. You watch a game, you love it, you record it, you refer to it, you copy it, you take notes. You know, you listen to some of the great announcers that we've had broadcasting these games. It really is a fantastic time. So, again, for everybody out there, just, just be mentally tough. You know, develop your own drills. You know, buy a whiteboard and draw plays. You know, practice drawing plays as a, as a player. Not just a coach. Get on a whiteboard and draw up a play that you would call. You know, and uh, develop some, some, you know, mental notes that you will be a better player for doing that. And I think that'll be very beneficial. I know that in the, in the sports world in general, you know, there's so much up in the air um, with regards to is the NBA season going to come back is, you know, what are the college athletes going to do? Do they get the year back? And, and uh, you know, is the baseball season going to have a depleted season? And, and, you know, all those things will play themselves out. You know, I, I just know that at this time of year would be the greatest time of year for me. You know, the NCAA Final Four, which I, I was going to attend, would be would have wrapped up. The NBA playoffs are coming to a, you know, they're going to start building uh, NHL playoffs. Baseball season starts. The NFL draft coming up. It's the greatest time of year. And that's been taken from us. And one thing it has taught me is, you know, this is something that has taught me to be, you know, thankful for what I have and really appreciate the game that I, I absolutely love and don't take it for granted and don't take it for granted the, the greatest life that I have that's able to work with kids and, and develop kids. But, you know, there's a lot of books out there from toughness from Jay Billis. Like I said earlier, you know, there's just a lot of mental toughness type books. I think uh, that are available for people to read. And it's something that I would advise everyone to do. I know on our website, I have a website, dtxbasketball.com. That says Dave Taylor X. So dtxbasketball.com. And, uh, you know, on there we have highlights. We have clips from movies. We have games, full games on there. We have drills. We have sets. We have offensive sets. We have it, – it's, there's, so, there's so much content on that on our website that, you know, if you didn't go to YouTube, you could go there and look at drills and hear me speak on topics that are youth sports related. Um, you know, we've just, we tried to provide a website where kids can go and learn. You know, I think something that we do need to add probably thinking about it is, you know, a link to great books commend that we like that we can maybe put a click on there for uh, Amazon or something. But, um, and that's something I'll think about doing down the road, maybe putting a little you know, resource for, for great books to read. You know, everybody, those people that are trying to make money, a lot of the people that are trying to sell, like, hey, look at our offensive motion, spend, you know, buy this offensive motion pack for $48. I, I can go get that off of YouTube. I don't need to spend that money. There's enough free things out there that people can learn from. Uh, I know that the NCAA, I believe, is doing a webinar and uh, I think Coach Roman threw that at us. And it seems to be, you know, if it's what – I don't know who can sign in. Maybe you have to be an NABC member. Um, I do not know. But it's a free NABC championship webinar series. And, and it starts on uh, April 13th, four sessions a day, um, from John Calipari to Mike Bray to Leonard Hamilton and Jay Billis and – it's just so many people. Now, again, I don't know if you have to be a member of the NABC, which I am, to watch that. But if not, you know, log on to those webinars and, and look them up. I think it's, uh, you know, just NBA, NABC, National Association of Basketball Coaches, championship webinar series. 
I don't know if you have to pay for it. It's free right here, so who knows? But watch that. See if you can learn something from that. Um, again, there's so much, so many resources in, in the 1970s. Uh, there, there's not a lot there. Um, you know, it, imagine what you would do there. There's, there's very few television channels, no Netflix, no YouTube, no music. Type of, I mean, yeah, exactly. It, it's happening in a time where we have so many resources at our fingertips. And to sit there and complain about, you know, having to sit at home with your, I have Apple TV Plus and Netflix and Hulu and and uh, Apple, I mean, just so many things from my the movies I have on Apple TV. And, and I think the Amazon Prime has done some pretty good things. There's just so many resources. There's no way you could be bored. If someone tells me they're bored, then they have to really have an IQ of about 15 or 16 because there's, there's just no way anybody should be bored. Um, you can go out in your front yard, backyard, work on some skill sets. Um, there's just so many things available. So, again, take advantage of those things. Be mentally tough. Be positive during these times. You know, it's just not worth the time and energy that it takes to be negative. And, I'm, you know, it's weird because, you know, I'm not coaching and I'm not spending six hours a day in the gym, eight hours a day in the gym. And yet I'm, it's actually like I'm, I'm more tired now than I was when I was coaching. And maybe that's the mental fatigue of just watching so many things or, or just dealing with all of these different things you have to go through with filing for loans or or paying bills, whatever the case may be. But, man, at the end of the day, I'm done. I'm exhausted. And I'm far, I, I'm far less tired uh, when I'm physically active in a gym, coaching and doing things. So, again, it, it shows me a lot. It's taught me a lot. I just think at this point in time uh, we need to stay on the, on the positive side and, and be a, a group of players and coaches and adults and parents that, that – don't dwell on the negative and, and make the most out of it and stop the complaining, you know, do little things to keep yourself active. You know, I know in our house, you know, we have our own time. I'll go in the man cave and do some work. And, you know, Tina will go upstairs and do some classroom things for her teaching job. And, you know, Perry will go in and work out. So, you know, we're not sitting on top of each other all day. We're all active doing our own things. And that's something, again, I think that will be positive. I have my three girls, uh, you know, dogs, of course, but uh, they keep me going. They keep a smile on my face. So, again, I think that's for everybody to learn from. Be positive. Uh, you know, do things the right way. And, uh, again, I, I love watching. I've, I think I'm a historian of the game. I know a lot of things about this game. But during this quarantine time, I, I've learned a lot. A lot of little things I thought I knew. I was like, I didn't know that Greenwood was the second overall pick and then I thought Sidney Moncrief was. So, it's little things that I've been able to – Magic Johnson is the all-time leader in assists per game. I didn't know that. Uh, I know that John Stockton is the all-time assist leader. And then there's some Stockton videos too, Stockton and Malone. And, and you know, you get to watch Charles Barkley. Uh, there's just so many great players, David Robinson, Tim Duncan in his prime. It, it's just been fun to watch. Old-school basketball. And if you're a basketball fan, if you're a basketball player, if you're a basketball coach – uh, that channel alone should keep you occupied and it's, it's heaven for you. So again, you know, listening to your music, I was watching, um, I was watching Kobe play and I put some music on to kind of watch the music while Kobe's playing. And uh, I had some people ask me my thoughts on, on Kobe's passing. And, you know, it really, it really uh, hit me harder than I thought it would. I, I've never really been a huge Kobe fan, but I've always been a huge uh I've always had huge respect for him. 
I've, I've always respected his work ethic. I've been fortunate enough to see him work out privately. Um, I've always been very, very respectful of his mindset, his work ethic. Um, and I'm a Laker guy. So uh, I never was always, I'm not going to lie to you and say I was always 100% behind him. I'm a, I'm a Magic Johnson guy, but his passing really hit me. And uh, it hit a lot of us. I think if you're a, a real basketball fan, coach, player, you know, student, that passing really affected you. It, it affected you in ways that, that it's, it's hard to explain. But, again, it's like taking things for granted. And, you know, going back and watching some of his games and all the specials that were going on, and he's got a thing called the Muse, I think, on Showtime. You just really get to, to, get to see and, and respect that work ethic. I think Steve Nash had something on one of those podcasts. Steve Nash said, um, if everybody worked as hard as me, I'd be out of a job. And what he meant by that was he just outworked people because he wasn't physically gifted. I think that Kobe, as physically gifted as he was, was, you know, the hardest working basketball player, maybe in history. Him, Michael Jordan, there's a lot of them out there. But uh, the ones that do work to that level usually reap the rewards of MVP of the NBA stuff. So um, the passing of Kobe, you know, really, it had an effect on me. And I've got a lot of his games on tape and, and uh, you know, listening to him speak about work ethic and workouts. And, and again, I was able to watch a workout of his. So, uh, and it, there was no cameras around. So he wasn't doing it for the, for the cameras or for fans. It was just basically me and another coach. And then him with his staff of three, which was like a bodyguard, a workout guy, and then a conditioning guy or something. So, um, I just had so much respect for him as a player and uh, in his passing, you know, you really, you know, you really start to remember some of those lessons that you could learn from just hearing him speak, watching him compete, you know, shooting the free throw after he tears the Achilles instead of just leaving. Uh, he shoots the free throw, then leaves just little things. You know, he came back from the injury. Um, yeah. He might've shot too much here and there, but to hear some of the stories that Shaq was telling about him and, and uh, you just have to really respect it. And looking back, I was there. And part of the reason why, you you know, at the beginning of his career, I wasn't a big fan of his because I still do remember that Utah game when he came out and shot, I think, three or four air balls down the stretch to lose the, the playoff series against the Utah Jazz and how that motivated him and, and, you know, turned him into the player he became instead of just running around hiding and complaining how he came up with the Black Mamba, um, little things like that. So, Again, I, I uh, as a basketball fan, as a sports, you know, fan, as a basketball or a sports student, um, that's my profession. Um, we really lost one of the greats, and uh, I, I'm still not recovering from it because he was someone that could have lent a lot to this game. You know, I, I, I remember the, the previous death that affected me drastically was Len Bias, you know, so... Um, there's great 30 for 30s on bias. I'm sure they'll come up with one on Kobe, but, uh, you know, it just teaches you again to, to, to really respect, take it for granted. You know, you, no one is guaranteed tomorrow. So I, I think those are things that I learned from his passing that I'll still learn. And I'm still, you know, I have all of his books and, and reading those and, and watching videos. So it's been tough and I haven't done a podcast in a while and I might get back into maybe doing one a month or, one every two weeks or something like that, you know, depending on the topics of the day. But this one, you know, I thought, what else am I doing? Let's put one up there, see if we can remember how to do it and then go from there. But take the time, you know, uh, reach out to the loved ones, you know, make a phone call, uh, do little things, but be ready when life resumes 
and uh, be better, be a better person once life does resume. And that's my message to everybody now. Stay positive. Don't be negative. Um, let's remember, you know, again, that, that life is great. And taking advantage of life is something that I think this pandemic can really teach us. And I think we'll be better off because of it. I think we'll learn, you know, we'll be better prepared. Um, I think as a country and as individuals, I think we'll all be better prepared. But we need to lean on each other. We need to be supportive. We need to take care of each other. We need to help each other. And, and not be negative and pointing fingers and blaming everybody else. Uh, and like I said, we'll get through this. So I thank everybody for tuning in. I don't really have too much more to say. I just wanted to say hello to everyone and, and thank you for all the great emails I've received, um, all the great text messages. And I have former, former players texting me and saying they remember this, remember that. It was really disappointing because I was going to go to the Final Four this year and re- reunite with a lot of my Air Force Academy teammates, current brothers, um, you know, I was really looking forward to that. So now we'll just have to make that next year. But, uh, you know, don't take anything for granted and, you know, value life. Uh, that's all I have to say. Now, I know since my last podcast, we do have different Twitter. And, uh, you know, I have two Twitter accounts, Coach Dave Taylor, and then I have a DTX Basketball Twitter account. We have, uh, you know, DTX Instagram, DTX Basketball, and then Coach Dave Taylor. Instagram. So we have two kind of, of everything. And then the website, dtxbasketball.com. You know, you can always reach out there and contact me if you have any ideas, questions, comments, anything like that. But I want to thank everybody um, for tuning in. I know you all have uh, things to do. So for you to take the time to, uh, to, to listen to this podcast and listen to an old guy like me speak, um, I really appreciate that. So uh, let me see. I'll try and leave a song with you. What's a, what's an apropos song? I don't know. I haven't, I haven't downloaded a song on the podcast for so long. Um, that I don't even know what songs I have available to play. Um, let me see what I have here. I don't know. We'll just pick one. Uh, hit that one right there. There you go. Okay. So thank you, everybody. You know, follow us and, and, and reach out if you have any questions or anything like that. Um, but this will be Second Chance by Carbo. I don't know. Just listen to the song. We'll see you soon. We'll talk to you again. Mm-hmm.